Good evening, everybody, and welcome to episode eight of Wilbur Talks FPL, where we talk everything FPL and the Premier League in general. We're recording this on actual Sunday night, so we haven't actually seen the Arsenal game, which will be on tomorrow against Crystal Palace. So some of our comments, you have to bear with us on those ones. And we're just after the Spurs against Newcastle game has concluded. So bear with us on that one if someone goes crazy in the Arsenal game tomorrow, which I'm sure Charlie would like. Fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. And on that note, welcome back, Charlie and Sam. You're both doing well. Yeah, good, thank you. Glad yeah. to be back. Yeah, thanks for having us back. No worries, it seems like we only spoke the other day. I'm not used to them doing, doing them this close to each other. But yeah, we'll jump straight into it. So I feel like we'll, we'll go, because it's so fresh in our minds, we'll literally start with today. I don't know if you've both, well, I'm probably catching you both a bit here if you haven't seen the games today. But so Spurs have just beat Newcastle 3-2 in the end it was. Did either of you catch that game? Yeah, I uh, I caught the Spurs Newcastle game, little bits and pieces of the Everton West Ham game, but um, yeah, Spurs Newcastle was was actually quite a good watch to be honest. Yeah, what did you think of Spurs? Well, I'm thinking more about Spurs in this, thinking of assets maybe further down the line. What did you make of like Son and Kane in the fixture? Uh, it's quite it's interesting that Kane's finally off the mark. Um, typically, when he does get off the mark, he goes on a quite impressive run mm. um, of uh, of returning. So we have to keep an eye on that one. Um, and yeah, I mean, good. Uh, not nice to see sort of an, an, an unselfish mindset from him as well to just put it on a play for Son for a tap in. Um, so those two clearly haven't lost their their chemistry. Just hasn't hasn't worked for them for whatever reason for the first couple of weeks. Um, still wouldn't touch any defensive Spurs asset at all, um, and midfielders from them not really. Uh, nothing sort of really stand out. It was a good finish from Ndombele for his goal, um, but I can't really think I'm going to be putting him anywhere near a fancy team anytime soon. Um, Newcastle, nothing. Uh, I mean, you know, if, if you're going on any Newcastle asset, it's probably only ever St Maximin, um, and you know, just showed today why. He actually is probably one of the best players on the pitch, um, but just didn't provide any positive returns. So um, it's just another another reason why you ought to look at FPL in terms of what the point scoring system is for your players when you're making picks, um, because Sir Maximin's gonna gonna return when he returns, but outside of that, he's not gonna be picking up too many bonuses um, and and other points in other areas. So yeah, I think uh, going forward. Kane and Son on the well, Son probably already convinced us that he's worth worth a pick this year. Um, if you've got him in for today, congratulations. If you haven't, maybe one to look at. And and Kane's probably just put his name on on the bottom of the list of striker considerations, I guess, going forward. Yeah, I think um, Saint Max has actually been decent this year. Is the fourth highest scoring forward in the game. So yeah, I think he's been consistently like getting a goal or assist every game. So for his price, he has been ticking over quite well. To be fair. And I saw that it was um, Callum Wilson's first game back as well today. And he grabbed that goal. So he's probably out of those two. If you ever, like, for example, if Newcastle have got like Norwich and you want to take a one week punt, obviously you could go for either of them. But yeah, probably not a long term hold. I do wonder now Wilson's back whether that will mm-hmm. sort of um, lower St. Maxman's scoring like maybe it boost his assist potential but yeah. um obviously he's had to step up in Wilson's absence but now they'll go back to Wilson being the kind of main man whereas um 
with him out, it's only going to be some Maxman doing anything up front, really. Um, but yeah, like Wilson's always quite reliable for goals out here and there. So yeah, already starting with a with a goal. Yeah, I think overall it's probably better for St. Max because someone can actually finish his chances that he's creating. But like you said, he's probably not going to get, get as many goals. But it's one to look out for. I think St. Max has actually risen quite a lot since the start of the season. I think he's about like 6.8, I think he is now. Yeah, 6.8. So he's already gone up 0.3 this season, which I don't think anyone would have called at the start of the season. I don't think there's much to really note from the West Ham game either. I watched most of the game, wasn't particularly enthralling. Not much right home about there. Antonio Benrahma blanking for me, as usual. No, as usual, but I think we'll probably... Well, I'll bring up the question now. I think I've made the point about it last time about Antonio. Are either of you considering getting rid of Antonio? I'm pretty sure you've both still got him. Did you have him after your wildcard, Charlie? I'm pretty sure you did. Yeah, I did. I kept him in on the wildcard. Um, reason being... Uh... Uh, it felt wrong to drop arguably the one of the best performing forwards in the league um statistically especially but also yeah just up until now he's been really performing and after you know obviously before this game it was only one blank before that he scored a goal so it didn't really feel like um yeah i mean there were there were arguments to drop him but then I couldn't really move. I wasn't really going to move up to anyone because I didn't really have the funds. So it was going to be a, about choosing one of these kind of um, going for a, a, a striker on a, on a punt. So someone like Huang, who obviously we saw started, but didn't do, didn't get anything. I don't think. Um, and or, or maybe like Adam Armstrong, who didn't even start. So yeah, I, I think I just wanted kind of the security of someone that I know has performed well um, across a few seasons now is kind of West Ham's main man. Um, and just yeah, kind of the structure that I wanted. It, it, he he kind of fit the bill perfectly. So yeah, I, I'm I'm happy to kind of ride out these tougher fixtures. Which, as I've said a few times, I, I think he still has the potential to score in any of them. Yeah, definitely. I think it's the old motto: if he stays fit most of the time, you want him in your team. So I think a lot of people are a bit scared of removing it at this stage. I feel like if you get another blank or two, people are considering it a lot more. But I think because of his price, he's going to stay in a lot of teams. It's funny if because when you said Antonio is one of the best forwards, I looked at the forward list and I'm like, Jamie Vardy's top of that forwards list, but we don't consider him, which is just like solely because of his price. If it was like Antonio's range, there'd be a lot of people hopping, hopping off the Vardy, I would have thought. It's one to think about as we go forward. So we'll go back to you, Sam. Is there anyone from any fixture from Saturday that you want to pick out and talk about? I wonder which one you're going to go to. <laughs> Gave him the option. So it was a it was a hanging day of Premier League football, really, all throughout. Just one of those days where you could sit and probably, apart from Norwich Brighton, you could have got enjoyment. Well, if, you, if you're a Norwich fan, you get enjoyment out of a point at, at these days. Um, but other than maybe a Brighton fan, um, you you know could have quite happily watched any of the games from from Saturday and, and be reasonably entertained. Um, but yeah, obviously uh, loyalties starting first with uh, the red men and uh liverpool were very good watford were awful um quite easily the worst performance i've seen from any team so far this season in the premier league um they were shambolic um so before you know liverpool were good but you know most teams would have put a couple past watford on saturday um i'd be happy to say that burnley probably would have won three nil so just putting things into perspective um but yeah, just I didn't 
didn't really go too full praise on him last week. Um, and I know Charlie picked up on on the fact that if there was any doubt that you know Salah's probably the best forward in the league, I think we're talking a bit more of a global scale. Uh, I'm not saying just part of you know putting putting an extra one past a, a mediocre Watford defence. Um, but if he hadn't had a goal ruled out for offside earlier in the season, I think it was in the Burnley game, then uh, he would have scored in every single game so far this season for Liverpool. His stats are crazy. The skill involved in his goal um, against Watford was just out of this world. And to see him do it week after week against you know probably the best team in the league and then against one of the, one of the worst teams in the league, no matter who it is, this guy is just playing with supreme confidence. Um, isn't absolute athlete um and a real real pleasure to have obviously when he's on your team it's it's amazing but for the premier league it's absolutely essential that salah stays in the premier league um, so i hope liverpool can get his contract tied down uh, um pretty soon um but yeah liverpool overall were very good um i'll, I'll, I'll let you dissect the uh the disaster class at uh at leicester um but yeah other than that some really positive performances from you know southampton with a good result against Leeds, Chelsea battled somehow, got a one-nil win at Brentford. The last twenty minutes there were quite crazy. How Brentford didn't score, I have no idea. Um, well, we we know Mendy had an absolute worldie, um, and a, a really gritty comeback from Wolves as well. Um, probably worth a shout uh, for for one of the games if you want a bit of entertainment. So, um, yeah, really pleased Liverpool got such a convincing win. But overall, very pleased that the Premier League is just the best advert for club football in the world, week in, week out. Yeah, and just when you was like saying that, like every fan could have got a bit of enjoyment from yesterday. I was like, you clearly didn't know what a Man United fan felt when I was like, <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, okay, Having said that, though, like, and and I'll, I'll touch on this on this just quickly to be. Uh, to have a player like Mason Greenwood in your ranks is an absolute blessing at this point in time. And from Liverpool fans, we look at Trent and think this guy is like generational. Mason Greenwood is also generational. Like, that guy has unbelievable quantities of talent and it just needs a manager to be able to back him constantly. And and to be fair to Ollie, that's maybe one of the things that I would I would say he's done well. It's just the re- real introduction of Mason Greenwood into that starting eleven give him the confidence and just say, just go and play and I will pick you. I'll give you a run of games and just go and show us what you got. Unbelievable goal yesterday from him. Um, and I really hope that uh, eventually when uh, when the wheels come falling off the uh, the Ollie bus, because I think, unfortunately, now it's a matter of time, uh, that Greenwood doesn't sort of pay the price when they um, start to find a manager who knows what he's doing. But we'll, uh, we'll sit and watch that from the sidelines unfold over the coming weeks. Yeah, it's very much... As a few people like to say, we're very much moments FC at the minute. Like we rely on moments from individual brilliance to either save us or make us look better than we are. Like the whole team isn't functioning well, and that just comes back to the manager with his tactics. Really, obviously, there's other issues within the club that obviously will be widely spoken about, but the manager is really not good enough to be managing. I think if he had no if we took out the fact that he used to play for Man United, that he'd never be anywhere netting, near getting the job. I think that's the bit you've got to look at. He's very much got this job because he used to play for us, which is, shouldn't be the way you're hiring your managers. So That's a different one. Fair play to Leicester, though. They were just totally destroyed us. They deserved to win. Our best player was still David De Gea, even though we lost, conceding four goals, which kind of 
sums it totally up there for you. But yeah, I'm not particularly looking forward to playing um, Sam's Lot next week either, but it's surprising sometimes what we can do in the big games. Ollie likes a big game, especially Man City he seems to like, but that's we'll take anything from that game probably at this point, but you can just you'll, see... You'll do very well to get something from that game, I think. I know, but the, the, the thing is as well, like whenever Ollie's in trouble, he goes on a run, what saves his job every single time. Now, I'm not saying it's going to start in the Liverpool game, but you can just see it happening again and he gets away with it and the board just like gloss over it again. But Yeah, I did notice that the fixtures turn for you in, I think it's beginning of December, they start getting mm. really good. So that seems like perfect. Just about when he's almost about to lose his job, that seems perfect time to turn it around and he'll stay another couple of seasons. Definitely. I feel like he, he has to get, between now and the next international break, I think there's three, three league fixtures and then obviously the European fixtures. I feel like when you get to that international break, if he hasn't won like a game or two there to take some pressure off, he's going to have so, so much pressure over those two weeks that it's going to be a bit unbearable and I can't see how he can keep his job. But the Glazers love him because he protects the Glazers. So like at the minute, Ollie's probably making the Glazers look better because he's that bad. But we'll see how it goes. And I think the main thing, as you guys will always point out, when other fans want Ollie to keep the job, then you know it's a bad thing. <laughs> so we've definitely got miles past that stage. I did hear it. I can't remember where I heard it. I think it's just another podcast talking about it or something. But if if you think about it, which is there another team in the league do you think that would take him? I don't think there no. is. And that probably says a lot. Probably Norwich. Um, <laughs> do you think? I think even them, like, obviously they, it's a different situation, but they'll be looking for someone with the expertise to kind of keep out of relegation. But... Yeah, I don't. I don't think anyone would take him on on his merits. It's like you said. It's it's all down to really the association with the club and and so on. Um, I think you're spot on. That is a very valid point as well. Mm. Thinking, I think I might have heard that from the same podcast actually. But in terms of you know track record, the only Premier League experience he'd had before was cut was with Cardiff. And although maybe he wasn't actually in position when they went down, I don't think. I think he was there at the start of the season and and didn't finish the season. Um, if I correct me if I'm wrong, but I think, you know, that sh- that tells you all you need to know. Um, other than long term, I cannot see how anyone at what is the biggest club in the world, and, and there's no real hiding way that Manchester United are the biggest club in the world, s- how someone there thought that this was the long term answer um, is is quite crazy, really. Um, when, when you look at the numbers, the history, anything, it's uh, it, it is a strange one, I must say. And it's easy to say in hindsight, obviously now Manchester United haven't won trophy for a long time. They've bottled numerous semi-finals, finals, and this isn't just pouring hot iron, hot needles on wheels without apologies, if it's coming across that way. It's just trying to, you know, be rational about this. The only rational way to look at it is how on earth has a guy who basically got a team relegated from the Premier League and won the Norwegian League been given the best job in world football, basically. Um, and Manchester United have got serious problems throughout the club um, it's not. It's not just Oli. You know, it's still, still got problems throughout the club. But you know, something's got to change if you really want to be, you know, back in the in amongst the big trophies where you should be, really, as as Manchester United. Definitely, it's just completely out of depth, isn't he? And it's well, like I've said, it's not the only issue with the club, but he'll be one to solve if they got a decent manager. And I think the point I was making yesterday as well is 
he doesn't have a style of football that he particularly plays, then it seems to be no kind of logic to how he's trying to play the football. He's just relying on moments from different players, which you can't just bail yourself out. Like, if you see City, you see Liverpool, even Chelsea to a degree, you know how they're going to set up and play, but just probably it just puts the team out and hopes they do something. But anyway, enough about that. <laughs> Charlie, was there any other games on Saturday? Well, or touching on any that Sam has already mentioned that caught your eye? Yeah, I think we've kind of covered them all, really. Um, pretty standard Man City win. Um, was uh, quite a few of the games I was a bit frustrated by just because of, uh, for FPL reasons, which I'm sure we'll get into. Um, and yeah, obviously, I, I think you've got to give some credit to Wolves for that for that comeback. I uh, read somewhere that that was only the third ever prem- um, time in Premier League history that a team's come back to score three goals from the 80 minutes onwards to to come back from 2-0 down. So that's obviously pretty astounding. And for two of those goals to come from centre-backs, it's just had one of those feels where when it was 2 all and Neves lining up to take that free kick, it just had that air of inevitability about it, that that's the way it goes. That just kind of, you get those feelings from games sometimes when they turn on their head completely like that. Um, and yeah, I think just to go back to that Brentford-Chelsea game, I, I, like Sam said, if I don't think if, if it wasn't for Mendy, then... Brentford certainly would have scored at least one, but I think it just again just highlights how good Brentford have been in this first season. Um, they they clearly can can sort of go toe to toe with a lot of these big big teams. They obviously got the draw against Liverpool. They've by all rights could have got a draw against Chelsea. They obviously beat Arsenal, and yeah, I, I don't I don't think there's a team in this league that won't have some kind of fear of them. Even the likes of Man City, for example, who who they know that Brentford will come and attack them, um, which could be good for Man City as well. But they, that's, you know, Guardiola's always talks when he's um, talked about games that he goes into and, and appreciates the other side and, and um, fears sometimes the other sides. It's, it's those kind of teams that attack them and those are the ones that can sometimes take it to Man City and, and actually beat them. Um, so, yeah, really impressed by Brentford again, despite the fact, obviously, they didn't end up scoring or winning. But, um, yeah, they're very pleased to see that. and and. Yeah, happy to keep kind of watching them as as things go on. Yeah, I think they're definitely one to be watching. I think especially, or you could even say from next game week, but then after that, I think they've got less the next game week and then the next three or four fixtures are just so nice. There's going to be a lot of Tony and Wemmer owners as far as I can think of. Well, I've got one of them. I'm not sure I'll be going for both, but... We'll and see. even even that less even that Leicester fixture because mm. obviously they they did well against your lot but defensively they are still struggling yeah. um, Leicester and and they've been very patchy up, up until now you know they probably will try and use this this win this weekend to, as a bit of a platform but yeah that they are still struggling defensively so I don't think there's any reason why Brentford um, considering the sort of how they've been playing up to, up to date, I, I I think they'll feel quite confident going into that game. Not necessarily to get a win, but that they can at least put in a good performance and and just see what happens. At, try and get a draw or, or or maybe even push for the win. But um, yeah, I, I can certainly see them scoring um, at least one against Leicester. Yeah, definitely, it'll be a good game that one. I think b- before the United Leicester game, I was calling like a free free because I knew neither team was going to be able to defend. So I've got the right amount of goals. It's not the right result, but close enough. I'm saying. Right, so we better talk to John how we've done in FPL and we'll go back to Sam, who's I'm sure will be loving life, top of the league. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's top of the league, but he's had a really good week. You're going to tell us about that and the transfers you made in the week, Sam? 
Yeah, sure. So again, I mean, this week wasn't quite as much uh, pure stroke of fortune as last week, but finding myself in the position I've got myself was kind of fortunate, I guess, uh, to this week to have the luxury of being able to um, have two transfers left over. Worked out that I didn't really need to use the wild card until game week, uh, game week nine, which is probably the latest I've ever played my first wild card in FPL. So I'm pretty pleased with that. Um, I brought in uh, Kevin De Bruyne for Bruno. Um, I just felt like the Man City fixture at home against Burnley was was a much better fixture on paper than um, Leicester away. Um, although that you know Bruno still got a lot of points so far this year. It wasn't exactly a foregone conclusion, so I was pretty pleased that that one worked out. Um, and I just thought Brighton were, were in too good a form to not score against uh, Norwich. How wrong was I? But I, I brought in Mope. Um, I can't even remember who was in ahead of him. Um, but yeah, I, I brought in Mope uh, for Dennis. Yeah. So that was, uh, yeah, quite a, a reasonable change either way, really. Dennis unlikely to return against Liverpool. Um, but Mope, yeah, I was, uh, I was pleased that... Uh, I just backed my gut decision that sometimes I don't do enough and I want to be able to do more throughout the season. And I was in a nice position to be able to do so with the two free transfers. Um, so, yeah, that's that's what we went for. De Bruyne returning 11 points. Mopé just getting the two. In fact, no, none of the strikers got more than two points. Um, but, uh, yeah, a bit of Salah magic um, as the skipper. Greenwood with the goal. De Bruyne goal. Um, ben Rama, uh, the old clean sheet point in there. Liveramento, clean sheet. Trent, clean sheet. Sanchez, clean sheet. Uh, racking up 71 points so pretty pleased with with how this this week's gone in general um and nice to for the first time in the whole game really just get a little bit of breathing space before next uh, well i mean obviously we've got the arsenal fixtures to come tomorrow um but i'm not quite sure how many arsenal assets are in amongst the uh in amongst the rest of the league um but yeah it's it's nice to uh get a little bit of a gap um at the top because it's only really been one or two points between us all all season but I think uh, outscored Pete this week by a few. So a good week and a wild card next week, 100%. Very interesting then. You're going to have, we'll talk about Yeah, I've got the, uh, I've got the full draft ready to go. Oh, well, we'll, we'll talk about that in the second half. I'll, yeah. I'll let me know you're a bit prepared for this. <laughs> well, I'm expecting <laughs> a full draft, but that'll be good to talk around. Speaking of Arsenal assets, I believe, I think Charlie's got two assets in tomorrow's game, so you might have to watch out for Charlie. Do you want to talk us through your game week so far, Charlie? Yeah, I, I think just on that, be, um, that's quite a, a positive take for me to get anywhere towards Sam with my two Arsenal <laughs> assets, to be honest, but let's, let's, we, can, we, can, we can hope anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I played my wildcard, um, as discussed in the last pod, and it, it's, it's quite disappointing, to be honest. I, I mean... Basically, all of the kind of 50-50 calls didn't pay off this week. Um, and, yeah, I mean, that's fair enough. You you get those from time to time each season where, you know, things just don't quite work out for you. I, I feel a lot of those had fair enough logic behind them, so I kind of still stick to my guns on those. So, for example, um, I was kind of tossing between Diaz as my second Man City player or Foden. Ended up going with Diaz, which obviously didn't work out very well with Diaz coming off the bench um, and Foden also getting an assist as well. But my logic behind it was that Diaz, of the two, I would expect Diaz to be getting more regular starts and therefore at least get kind of matching Foden in terms of points return. Um, 
but yeah, obviously it just didn't pay out this week. But the the point in the wild card is to be long term. Ultimately, I'm I'm picking this team to last me until you know the second wild card somewhere mid the second half of the season. So um, it is the long game after all. Um, and yeah, just a few other sort of disappointing um, things, such as the likes of James and and Mount both again on the bench and then coming off. So one point from both of those as well. Um, Captain Salah, like pretty much everyone. So that kind of where the bulk of my points came from. And yeah, like you say, so I do have two Arsenal assets. I've got Ramsdale in goal, who I, I think is a, a good shout for anyone that just wanted something a bit of a bit different from Sanchez. I, I, I think my logic in going with him over Sanchez was just that with Sanchez so far, we've basically seen either six points or two points. He just hasn't really quite built up the number of saves to get anything more than that. And maybe this is kind of um, pushing beyond what you should actually really expect for four, for a 4.5 keeper. But actually, we've seen Ramsdale making more saves than Sanchez generally most weeks. Um, so there is just that extra little possibility of getting the extra one or two points um, based on those saves. Um, and yeah, so I did go with Saka, which is interesting because I have maybe sort of dissuaded people from from going with him in previous pods. Um, and to be honest, I would still stick with that. But it's really just the amount of money I had left for that fourth mid spot and almost kind of outside of fantasy reasons, just wanting to make it a bit more fun again and, and enjoy um, watching my team and actually having a player that plays for Arsenal in my fantasy team. It just felt like a, a nice thing to do, to be honest. So that's kind of my only real reason for going for him. I, th- I think he'll be patchy and I don't think he'll get points every week, but I'm just happy to have an Arsenal player that, that I really like in my team. Um, which isn't normally how I do things, but you know why not just live a little? Um, but yeah, I'm I'm pleased with the general setup of my team. But yeah, as I say, the the points return probably hasn't really paid off this week. But I'm hoping over the coming weeks it will um it will start to show. Um, because I I think I am really well set up now. I've got triple Chelsea for this good run. I've got um a good base in the double city defense and and Liverpool players as well. So. Yeah, got quite happy with the setup, but just um, yeah, going to need a few more weeks to hopefully see it pay off. The long term, you don't always see the benefits the first week. I think many times when I've wildcarded, I've always got a worse score than what my original team would have had, which is typical. And you got very unlucky with a lot of benchings this week, so you hopefully get better next time. I think the point you sometimes you've got to enjoy the game at the same time, haven't you? Like you said about Saka, I think. I was thinking about that earlier in the season after when Ronaldo signed and just loving on his debut scoring twice and then after the game thinking, oh, God's sake, not FPL because I ain't got him in my team. But sometimes you have to enjoy both, don't you? But saying that about Man United assets now, I'm not, I'm not recommending them at all. <laughs> we'll take we'll take anything that we can get at this point and we'll be backing us against Liverpool. So we've just touched on my team as well. I'm currently on 54 points, so decent week especially compared to last week where I think I got like 32 which is the worst week I've had so far similar to both of you guys with Salah captain and then it's an only really defensive returns with Trent and Cancelo and then they also had Greenwood who's Samad so no, I don't think any of our forwards has returned anything this week so not a great time to be playing a 3-4-3 I think we kind of mentioned I think when we were looking at wild cards about investing a lot at the back and investing in the back for this game week definitely would have worked. I've seen a lot of like five three twos go very well for people this week. 
So again, it brings up that question of formation. It's not always optimal to have all the attackers out because it's sometimes harder for them to return. But yeah, I think I'm not going to say I'm climbing up the league, but I'm not. <laughs> I'm still in the same position, but I feel more happier than I did last week. So Sam's still the man to be. I think you're a good life. You're about 50 points clear of me, Sam. I'm nowhere near you at this point. Uh, Long way to go, mate. Long yeah, way to go. We'll get there. Yeah, and as Sam said, he's going to be playing his wildcard, but I'm standing firm. Last week I regretted playing it so early, so this time I'm going as long as possible. Get as close to that middle of the season as we can. I'm hoping we might get some news on um, Chelsea in the, what's it called now? The Super Cup, because that is around December as well. I'm trying to phase it around that happening. So it could be a late one for me. But yeah, I think we've covered nothing else you want to mention on the games this week, guys. No, good. Nope, all good. Good stuff then. So you can get your brains engaged for another quiz. <laughs> so identical format to the main game we played last time. So... I'm going to tell you a player's points for the last three game weeks and you'll get a first attempt when I tell you the points. I'll give you the fixtures they played. You'll get a second guess, but you'll get one point less. So if you get it the first time, you get three points. You get it after I give you who they played, you get two points. And then I will give you... What was the last one I gave you last time? I literally gave you the position, didn't I? was the third one. Did we ever get to the last one last time? I think we did. I think it was just... Uh... A generic blue. Yeah, depending generic on how much you've got, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think we only got there once or twice, didn't we, last time? Yeah. But yeah, so you get one point, you get to that. So you remember how to play, you'd, both of you? You're fine with those rules? Yep. Yeah, that's fine. Not been too long ago, so you can't forget that quick. <laughs> right, so Sam is currently winning 4-3, so I'm going to give Charlie the chance to put himself ahead and put some pressure on Sam by letting you go first. So... Your first player, Charlie. In game week six, they scored eight points. In game week seven, they scored ten points. And in game week eight, they scored one point. It's quite a big return early on, but then one point would suggest... Um, so the what, you said one point was game week eight, so that's this game week just happened? Yeah. Okay, so it's probably one of those benchings. <laughs> um, Why would I do that? I'm not that mean, am I? <laughs> um, eight, ten, but ten, eight and ten are quite big, so I'm probably assuming it's not a defender. Um, anyone that. Scored. He's scored in two successful weeks. Um, what about? I don't even know where to start. To be honest, um, this <laughs> first one's always a bit yeah, difficult. You isn't can it? have a guess, and it should be a bit more Let's... clear. Yeah, let's go with. Um, we'll go with your man, Andros Townsend. No, that's incorrect. Okay. 
So, right, if we go through them again. So when they scored eight points, they were playing Southampton. When they got ten points, they were playing Newcastle. Or when they got one point, they were playing Aston Villa. Aston Villa, who did Aston Villa play? They played Wolves. Uh, one point, okay, so it was a benching, so it would have been Jimenez then. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. So I did a bench, but I did a bench player that you didn't have. <laughs> so <laughs> it was kind of on your mind, but then not too yeah. obvious. Yeah, so he got a goal in, for the eight points against Southampton, he got a goal and two bonus points. Newcastle, he got two, two assists six. and yeah. two bonus points. And then he came on as a sub, I think literally like in the 87th minute or something against Villa, just for the one point. It seems a bit late to bring him on when you're chasing from two goals down, but worked for him. That's two points for Charlie, so it's over to Sam. So Sam, your player in game week six scored 11 points. Game week seven scored eight points. Game week eight scored eight points again. Okay. So lots of points here. Yeah. Uh, well, I know two or three players that scored eight points this week. I know Mane scored eight points this week. I know Vardy scored eight points this week. Well, I think there's any other. Uh, let's guess Vardy. Yeah, that is correct. Oh, get on. <laughs> Uh, I was I was looking at Marnie and Barney to be fair, but I did Marnie last week, and he's got. That's exactly. Oh man, yes, elite mind games, elite. <laughs> I was like, surely, surely he's not going to give me Marnie two weeks in a row. Oh, yeah, because Marnie's. Yeah. I think I can't remember Marnie's stats, but they're very similar to that. I don't think the last two game weeks. I don't think we're eleven and eight. I think they were slightly different, but very. Well, Marnie, yeah, I don't think Marnie got eleven against um against City. Like you got, yeah, you got the, yeah, probably got similar to eight, like eight, nine or something. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah uh, so get on. You lucky, player. lucky guess. <laughs> you did well. No, you're eight pointless, down. boys. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, only because earlier on I was considering Vardy for the uh, for the wild card. Um, I knew he got eight points last week. And oh, I, I touched on it earlier as well. I'm like, try not to talk, touch on too much. Um, yeah, so he got, 11, <laughs> he, got, he got 11 points for scoring two goals and three bonus against Burnley. Against Crystal Palace, he scored a goal, got two bonus. And then against United, unfortunately, he got a goal and two bonus again. So that's three points for Sam. <laughs> Puts Charlie on the back foot straight away. <laughs> As usual. Yeah, right, back to Charlie. So your next player, Charlie, in game week six, he scored 12 points. In game week seven, he scored zero. And in game week eight, he scored six. 12 six. So six is interesting. So that could be a clean sheet. Or it could be maybe a striker scoring, but no bonus. No, but I'm I'm guessing it's probably twelve zero six. That to me that sounds like a defender that maybe missed a game in between. Twelve zero six. I 
I. Hmm. I have a sneaking suspicion. I know who this is. Um, in game week six. Uh, sorry, yeah, game week six. My main man, Joao Cancelo, got an assist and a clean sheet, which would have given him twelve points after the bonus as well. He got all bonus. I think it's Cancelo because he got benched the following week. It is Cancelo, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he didn't get benched. Very so nice. He, he but did he not get benched? Yeah, he played against Liverpool. He lost yeah. the point. Because, oh, because the minus two. And... Yeah, and they got a yellow card. Yeah. yeah. So your logic nice. was bang on. But I said, well, slightly off on that second one. But he, he, that, I think that 12 point gave yeah. it away. It look, looks like a defender's kind of. The, the, zero, the six, especially, is yeah. an odd score for anyone else other than maybe a, a um, striker that doesn't um, get bonus. Not to give my uh, <laughs> logic <off. laughs> Yeah, so Charlie's explained them pretty well, the six and seven. So in then in game week eight against Burnley, just got six points for the clean sheet and playing all the minutes. So yeah, there you go. You've matched Sam with your guess outright there. <sighs> Making it too easy now. Look, you're getting too expert at this game. You both you. Right, so back to Sam. So your player, Sam, in game week six, he scored two points. In game week seven, he scored ten points. And in game week eight, he scored six points. Um, zero, ten, six. Is that correct? Um, two, two, ten, and six. Sorry, two, ten, six. Yeah. Okay, two, ten. You made me think then. I was looking at it and I'm like. <laughs> oh, I know. Okay. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, two, ten, six. Uh, I mean, I feel like 10 is a weird number for a defender. Uh, and 6 is, what, a 90 minutes and a goal for a forward. So I'd be leaning slightly more towards a forward. Although I wonder how many, how many points did Foden get last week? Against, okay, I think I'm leaning more towards a forward. Um, trying to think, just because the point setup seems a bit more likely, but I can't think of anyone who sort of falls into that bracket. Uh, who scored this weekend? One goal. Callum Wilson. I don't think that's right. You're correct. He hasn't played the last before. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, good point. Yeah. Okay. So, so in game week six, when they got two points, they're playing Man City. Game week seven, when they got ten points, they're playing Southampton. And game week eight, when they got six points, they were playing Brentford. Uh, okay. Two points. Who who was it in the in the two point when they played City? Sorry. Yeah, Man City. Yeah. Okay. 
Jesus, so fun. Um, just trying to think how. I mean, Chilwell scored against Brentford, so it can't be him. I know he he well, he must have scored against Southampton because I heard them say that he scored in his last three games. I don't think I can't think who got the assist for the Chilwell goal. Maybe he's a defender then. Um, As Pilaqueta. That's correct. Nice. I think, I think that ten set like confusion, didn't it? Ten was so weird score for a defender. Like. Yeah. So As Pilaqueta got two for playing. He got two assists. Which gives you six and then two bonus points. So it gives you okay. two, six, and two. Not a particularly ten. familiar point. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> bit different, yeah. that one. Yeah. Uh, I was hoping that the two and the six would give you a bit of a guide, but then the ten threw you off a bit. Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, well you still got two points, so you both Take two points there, yeah. That feels like damage limitation. Yeah, so you're both, on, you're both level off the two. So we go back to Charlie. So your next player, Charlie, in game week six, got eight points. In game week seven, got three points. And in game week eight, got zero. Okay. So based on my previous logic, three implies a midfielder with a clean sheet. Um, and I think that eight would probably confirm that as well, because... The only other three might be a, maybe a keeper making saves and no clean sheet, but an eight sounds more like a midfielder than a keeper. The zero in the game we just gone, so they were probably one of the benchings. Eight three zero, but it was one of the benchings that didn't come on, so it's not like Mount or one of the many that I had that came on for one point. <laughs> um. Eight three zero. Eight three zero. I've got to try to remember last week who got a clean sheet. Um I think Burnley Norwich was nil nil. Can't really think of any midfielders that would have scored for either those the week before. Brighton Arsenal. That was a nil nil week before. But we've already had Sackers and the like of it, so it can't be that. I think I... Going on the logic that you're picking players that are somewhat relevant, which I think you've tried to do. <laughs> yeah, but now it could be someone random. Well, yeah, no, I'm I'm playing I'm playing you now rather than playing the game. <laughs> I think that you have gone with Rafinha because he didn't play this week. Leeds got a clean sheet against it was Watford they played the week before. Did he get a goal the week before that? I think so. It was um I don't remember who they played. They played Oh, that was the West Ham game. 
well, yeah, I, I don't have any other guesses, I guess. So I think that's the best I'm going to do. Rafinha. That's correct. Oh. Yeah, when you started going on benches, I'm like, technically, it wasn't bench because it couldn't get back in time. But yeah, well, yeah, so benching that didn't come on. That <laughs> yeah, yeah, same logic. Same thing. And you got all the fixtures right as well. He did score against West Ham. Ah, uh, yeah. West Ham, yeah, yeah. And got two okay. bonus points, and then clean sheet against Watford, and then didn't play against Southampton. Put Sam straight on the back foot again there. Like, I live on the back foot, mate. No worries. <laughs> All right, back to Sam then. So, game week six, this player scored two points. In game week seven, this player scored one point. And in game week eight, the player scored seven points. Striking. Okay. Two, one, seven, yeah? Yeah, that's correct. That's tough. <laughs> Interesting. Very, very interesting. Okay. Uh, I mean, seven points. I can't remember too many strikers. Oh, I don't know, man. This is hard. The seven points for a striker might look like a goal, 90 minutes, and a one bonus or something like that, which is quite possible. The what? There's no value in looking at the one and two points because that could be anyone. <laughs> Try and break down the seven points. Um, so, a midfielder, seven points. I guess would be same. Goalkeeper, maybe. No. Seems unlikely. Man, you can't even position really break it down because defenders could quite. Defenders didn't keep a clean sheet but got an assist or something. Or a goal. Uh, okay, well, the only player in my team this week that got seven points was Greenwood, but I can't think of anyone else off the top of my head. I know Danny Ings got seven points as well. I know James Milner got seven points. Um, all right, let's just take a punt with uh, Greenwood. That's correct. <laughs> Live tells off the host. <laughs> yeah, but I made it difficult because it was a bit more obvious because he's in Sam's team. So I was thinking that it would stick out a bit more to Sam. If I did it as a challenge, I think Charlie would have ever got it. No, I definitely wouldn't have. <laughs> that, is, that is beyond ridiculous, to be honest. <laughs> Four of the six we got on the first clue. That's crazy. Oh, well, you're getting too good at this, you two. Right, so back to Charlie. So we're going to step up a notch here. So game week six, this player got one point. Game week seven, this player got five points. And game week eight, this player got one point. What? Getting regular ones is interesting. <laughs> Not even sure who would get who would get one. Someone that doesn't start very often and comes off the bench. Um, 
maybe a defender that concedes regularly. Well, look at Old Trafford, there's plenty of them. I <laughs> <laughs> just wouldn't get a clean sheet ever. Um, so five, five is a strange. I guess that could be a clean sheet and a yellow card. Um, I think that's going to be my best logic. So who got a clean sheet last week? Um, oh, that's the same fixtures that I talked through last time. So it would have been Burnley, Norwich was 0-0. Leeds got that 1-0. Um, Brighton, Arsenal. But Arsenal's have had... Uh, hmm, no, I don't know. Um, let's just take a guess at going to be a defender from one of those teams that got a clean sheet. Um, I'm going to guess at Matt Target. That's incorrect. Gamble, why not? Thank God we got past the first question. Oh, wait, I, I, I said the wrong name. I just realised I said the wrong name. I wasn't thinking of him, but no, that's fine. Carry on. Okay, so the fixtures. So in game week six, they got one point against Leicester. In game week seven, they got five points against Norwich. And in game week eight, they got one point against Man City. Yeah, it's Burnley. That's what that's what I meant. I wasn't, I wasn't <laughs> thinking about it. Like I, was, I was thinking either Loton or like one of the fullbacks. I can't remember Loton or who's the other one. Um, hey Taylor, thank you. Yep, thanks. No worries. Right. <laughs> you're the help you can get. <laughs> um, I briefly I had Loton, so I wonder if you're going off the same logic as sales one or someone that that we have. Um. Did he? He definitely got. They got the clean sheet the last week because he was my one-off transfer. Did he pick up a card in that game? Um, I don't remember. Um, to be fair, most of the Burnley team picked up a card in that game. I think. I'm. Again, I'm just going to go off the logic because you chose a player that's in Sam's team. I'm going to go for one that was in my team, so Lothan. Yeah, that's correct. Game of the system. Being a bit sneaky at the same time. Make sure you take your own teams before we start these quizzes. Yeah. <laughs> it was Lothan, yeah. So he got one point against Leicester because they conceded two goals. Norwich, yep. you've got the logic there, clean sheet and the yellow card. And then Man City, that's called, um, they conceded two goals as well, so got there. I feel like you, that's probably what you might have said the first guess. It was even one of the fullbacks, wasn't it? It was I'm one of the fullbacks, yeah, that's sure what I meant. To, yeah, I think Taylor's out injured though, I think. So that might have gave it away a bit. Um, right, so back to Sam. Who is Sam's next one? Um, right. right. Back to you, Sam. So, in game week six, they scored three points. In game week seven, they scored one point. And in game week eight, they scored six points. Okay. Six points, eh? Right, so. Dun, 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 dun. 
six points. We've got six points in my team this week. Uh, the two defenders. Uh, we, we're using this logic now. Two well, teams. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Alexander Arnold did, and Liveramento did. Uh, although Liveramento was used last week. <laughs> I don't know. Just, just That's a bit sus. That's a bit sus, yeah. Double bluff, maybe. <laughs> what was the score in the first, in the one before that, sorry? Looked like So it was 3 1 6, right? Yeah, that's correct. Okay, fine. Uh, so basically, looking at non clean If it's a defender, it's non clean sheets. Could be a forward, I guess. But seems unlikely. It seems more likely it's going to be falling as a defender. Um, hmm. All right, well, let's take a punt. Uh, Alexander Arnold, incorrect. Okay, all right, so your fixtures are actually game week six played against Brentford to get three points, game week seven played against Man City to get one point. <laughs> game week eight played against Watford to get six points. So close. Oh wow. Okay. Three points against Brentford. Not many Liverpool defenders got three points against Brentford. In fact, not many defenders get three points when you concede three goals, end of. Um Okay, so the back, the four, so Trent started at right back, Robertson started at left back, Van Dijk was partnered by Matip. I guess it's got to be someone who got an assist. I don't think Robertson scored. Who scored? Jones scored. Salah scored. I don't think any of the defenders scored. Uh, no, Jota scored. Okay, so that rules out goals. I'm trying to like recreate and reimagine the goals in my head. Um, Jota's goal was a header from the ball in from the right. So I guess it's not what we know. It's not Trent and Van Dijk and Matip aren't going to be putting crosses in. I can't remember what Salah's goal was like. Um, let's go for I mean, Robertson's more likely to get an assist than any other two, so we'll go for Robertson. Nice. Yeah, and I thought that three, like, because there's a three and a six in there, I thought you'd get, like, stuck, is it a midfielder, is it a defender? Yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't thinking defender there, to be fair. I was thinking maybe a goalkeeper, but, but obviously, uh, obviously once it was Liverpool, obviously it couldn't be. Didn't even consider a goalkeeper. Yeah, so, so he, got three, he got three points because he got an assist. He played 90 minutes, but he got a yellow card and he conceded two goals, or more than yeah. two goals. Yeah, um, that's tough. Yeah, he, he did well to get that, to be fair. He got the team straight away. When he said Trent, I'm like, he's got the team straight away there. <laughs> right, back to Charlie. So you're, well, so you're both level and you've got one player left. So don't draw, that's all I'm saying. Big one. <laughs> <laughs> right, 
Right, so your last player, Charlie, in game week six scored two points. In game week seven scored six points. In game week eight scored five points. Okay. Two, six, five. Yeah. So, to me, that's probably... Probably a defender that got a two successive clean sheets, but also yellow in the last one. Or it could have been, I guess, a forward getting a goal and then an assist in the following week. Defender sounds more likely. 265. Um, who've had successive clean sheets? Um... I'm trying to think back. Leeds won't have because they didn't keep a clean sheet this time. Mm. Norwich have kept clean two clean sheets, but I'm not even sure what player I would even pick from them. I'm not even sure I know their defender. This is, maybe it's not a defender then. Two six five. Ah, <sighs> that's a hard one. Um. I'm going to take a stab in the dark at um, I'm not even sure if this makes sense to go with but I'm just going to guess Jared Bowen I feel like he's returned in two weeks but No, that's incorrect hmm. So in game week six this player played Crystal Palace to score two points In game week seven this player played Arsenal to get six points and in game week eight, this player played Norwich to get five points. Right, so that's a Brighton player then. Um, two six five, two six five. Um, the five means I don't think it can be Sanchez because he got made saves. No, he didn't. He don't. I think he got saves, but I think he just got his standard six. So it's probably one of the defenders, 265. I know Veltman didn't get anything because he came off with a yellow card, I think, and before they got to the 60. Lamptey came on, so he wouldn't have got five. And then it's down to, what, Burn, Duncan, Duffy? Um, I'm just going to go I don't think it'll be banned because I doubt he would get those I think it's going to be Duffy correct hmm. very nice did well to narrow it down there one of very three nice. just went with the, the most prominent FPL option out of them <laughs> yeah it threw you off on the first bit at least. Got one question out of you. Yeah. Yeah, you did well to narrow it down with the defenders. So then it piles all the pressure onto Sam. 
for the last one. I got it the first time. Yeah, he's got to get it the first time. You can't get this. Yeah, so Charlie got the two no, points. Otherwise, there. we draw. I mean, of course, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, fine. This should be a fun one for you as well. So, <laughs> game week six, this player scored two points. Game week seven, this player scored six points. Game week eight, this player scored four points. Interesting. Two, six, four, yeah? That's correct. Okay, cool. Hmm. Two, six, four. I'd be highly impressed if you guessed this on the first one. I can't think of many players off the top of my head that scored four points this week. Um, I don't think anyone kept a clean sheet. What, what doesn't even have to be a defender, does it? Let's try and think of clubs that haven't yet been represented today. <laughs> <laughs> Man games there. I don't think we've had a Spurs player. I don't think we've had a Newcastle. Player, they're only in the forefront of my mind because I just spent <laughs> 90 minutes watching them. I re I don't know. Uh, I mean, I really don't know anyone that scored four points this week off the top of my head. Try and think. I mean, Mankilo might have scored four points, but I don't know if he got booked. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't even know if he did score four points. Uh try and pluck something. Ian Acho. So your fixtures. So game week six to get two points, they played Man United. Game week seven, they played Spurs to get six points. And game week eight, they played Wolves to get four points. Okay. I think I know who this is then. Uh, is it Watkins? Yeah, it is Watkins. Nice. Okay. You have to draw double, a game double, again. double return, double return in the uh, in the Wolves game. How did he get the four points? So I guess a assistant card. Yeah, he got well, that. Yeah, if there's anyone else, the card, that's, yeah. that's any. Yeah, and that's how we got it's it. It's a weird yeah. one for a striker. Yeah, I agree. Right, how? Why have you managed to draw again, both of you? You just you, you, <laughs> you're not very good forgiving for my quizzes, are you? Um, I'm trying to think if I can do a quick kind of um deciding one. Like, how can I? You're just too closely fought out, you two. <laughs> you're doing me in with like closeness. Um, I might have to call it a tie this time. I'm going to put it on the record as 4-3 to Sam with one draw. Half a point each. Yeah, I could do that. <laughs> That's a long. It's probably easy to leave it at 
I've written it down anyway. You just got to stop drawing you two. I was like, I thought, I thought some of them were quite more difficult than others, but they still managed to draw. Well, anyway. well why don't you tiebreaker tie concept? Why don't you think of a player? Yeah, we've got to, we've got to get to that player, and you know we each get a question and then a guess or whatever. I don't know. We'll, we'll just do like a closest two maybe on yeah. something. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, I'll do it. Pick, yeah, pick I'm, I'm, I'm total score or something. Yeah, pick I'll, a player. I'll pick a player, yeah. Yeah, we've got another total score. Yeah. All right, let me see. See someone who you're not going to be able to just easily have known off the top of your head. I feel like I'm going to go into this category for that. All right, yeah. So Arsenal are playing tomorrow, and probably the biggest, arguably their biggest attacking threat against them will be Wolves. That are. So would you would you both like to give me an estimate of how many points you scored in total this season? So if I go to Charlie first, because I was letting you go first before, and you you both well, I don't I don't know because it's easier for the second person, isn't it? If I do it like that, because then you've got yeah, a marker. Yeah, true, but I, I don't mind. But I'm I'm gonna have to speak internally now then and not, yeah, not give so my, my logic out loud. Um, okay. I am going to guess hmm Twenty-eight. Okay, written that down. What do you think, Sam? That is just insane, because the number I have written down on the piece of paper in front of me is twenty-eight. But <laughs> is that actually? I swear down. I swear to God, that is insane. Uh, well, I don't, it's definitely not. I would find it hard to think he's got forty points, but then I, I feel like he's got more than. It's going to be around that 30 mark, 28. What has he done? He'd... Palace had such a bad start. Right. Uh... No, he had a positive return in the Tottenham game. Um... I can't even remember, like, oh, this is open, open. You can't have got more than, like, three points in the opening few games. So let's say, let's say you got a three, a two, and a one. That's six. Spurs, pretty sure he got a goal. Six and, say, eight-ish. 14. Mm. This is tough. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the unders on 28. I'll go for 27. Oh, you talked yourself out of it. I did. Yeah, it's 31. Oh, <laughs> oh no, that's painful. 
Has hey, a that's that's pain. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, Charlie's at number putting you in doubt a bit. Honestly, yeah. I just I just went I, I just went for they played seven games, so two points per game, and then doubled it just for to allow for whatever he's done. I don't, yeah. And yeah, I don't I don't remember him doing much. So, so it, it was that big Tottenham it, game. The only game, yeah, the Tottenham game. I maybe got an assist in that game. Yeah, well. it must have, and Brighton as well because he always scores against Brighton. Yeah, oh, of course. Yeah, he's oh. he got a goal and assist and two bonus against Spurs, so he got twelve points in one game. Twelve points in that game, wow. Yeah, and then Brighton he got eight points because a goal and a one bonus. And he also he also got a clean sheet against um Brentford. But yeah, that, is, that is well done. played a tiebreaker. <laughs> that was very painful though. I feel like Sam was going higher and he talked himself out of it. Yeah, he's I, 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 like I could not then. think of how like I wouldn't even have seen I don't know. I've I've spent a lot of time this afternoon, whilst recovering from the stag do at the weekend, looking through <laughs> FPL midfielders. Yeah. And I, I feel like I would have seen him if he was higher up. But oh well, maybe I was maybe I was uh, maybe I was still a bit wavy. Who knows? <laughs> well, well, that's why I went for midfielders because <laughs> there's so many in that. Moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like, yeah, if you, there's, there's like ten between twenty nine and thirty four. It's like it's loads. Yeah. No. Fair enough. But yeah, it makes him interesting because it makes it 4 4. Four. No. four. <laughs> that level, as level. <laughs> it wouldn't have been a fair when 5 3. I think he did it on purpose there, Sam. Yeah, that's okay. That's fine. But yeah, that's good. That was good again. So we'll move on to actually speak about the next game week. So it's actually, it feels like we're flying through the game weeks at this point because we'll be moving on to game week nine next week. And I feel like we've had. A main talking point that Sam has brought up about him being on a wild card. So I think it's a bit impolite if we don't start with your wild card draft, Sam. So do, do you want? Well, I think you should tell us your goalkeeper and defence you're thinking about, and then we'll talk about that area and then move on to different areas. If that's all right. Yep. Yeah, okay. No problem. Um. So firstly, just like pretty pleased to be able to have a little bit of flexibility coming back off the international break, and this team is ninety percent set. Um, mm -hmm. barring one position and obviously Champions League injury dependent on uh, a, a couple of players, but it, as long as uh, as long as no one gets injured of any real stature during the week, then this will be the team that or the squad that goes forward. I guess um, I have really enjoyed having Sanchez for the first half of the season; just been like a really good value goalkeeper, really. Um, but for similar reasons as to what Charlie was saying earlier. Brighton are about to go on a, on a tough couple of games. I think they go. I think they got City at home, Liverpool away. Can't see clean yeah. sheets in those games. Um, and I was desperate to try and build uh, the defence around. I wanted double Chelsea and I wanted double City. But I'm also a massive fan of Liveramento, uh, his fixtures, and Trent is undroppable. So by that basis, you can't. There just wasn't enough space to get many players in. So I've used goal, goalkeeper position to accommodate one of the. Um, Double Chelsea or double City. So I've gone with Edison as my uh, numero uno um, in wow. this in this wild card. It's quite expensive when you said that. But... Yeah, I, I just feel like with with Edison, this is going to sound kind of crazy, but there is the outside chance of an assist. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I mean, many in Edison again. Uh, yeah, but I don't want to block the triple Liverpool. <laughs> No, in all seriousness, no. Um, I've got a triple Chelsea already. I'm pretty happy with those guys coming in. Um, 
And uh, yeah, so I've basically just gone for Edison to get that double Man City defence. And then Foster's uh, going to take the reins as the uh, the 4.0 you know, fodder guy, if you like. Yeah. Um, kind of uh, spelled out what the rest of it is. The undroppable Alexander-Arnold. Um, I've been really looking forward to getting Cancelo in, so he comes in. And we talked quite a lot last week about Chelsea defenders, and I basically sat here and said they uh, don't consider Chilwell because of rotation and whatever. <laughs> Chilwell's in. Um, and uh, I think it was... I think it was you actually, um, Will, who I was. I quite like Chalaba as an option because I don't think Chalaba is going to be trusted too much in Champions League games. Mm. And with Chelsea's run in the Premier League, um, I think he might actually just consistently play. Um, but I think you were an advocate for Aspilicueta in terms of his potential attacking returns. Mm. Um, and I think in terms of ownership going forward, Aspilicueta is going to be picked up more than than Chalaba is. Um, I've gone for Azpilicueta at the moment, but that is the one that I'm considering between him and Chalaba. Uh, so it's a bit of a, it's not exactly a crazy decision to make, yeah. but I, I, my head is saying Azpilicueta is probably the sensible one, but I've got a feeling that Chalaba might be a really good differential, so I'm not completely ruling that one out just yet. Um, and then Liveramento's in there as well. I think he, uh, well, it's just offered exceptional value the whole season along. His next four games are something like Burnley, Watford, Norwich. There's someone else in there. Yeah, um, I know Southampton haven't exactly looked like sensational. And I think we were talking the other day about how their lineup sort of screamed relegation. Um, but then, you know, we've also got the fact that they just grind out a 1-0 win at home to Leeds. I know Leeds were severely depleted, but if, uh, if Liveramento can continue to get some returns... He's probably going to be either the fifth defender in maybe a five back, um, but I'm certainly committing to a four back from here on in. And in the week where maybe uh, I don't know, like one of the City players or one of the Chelsea players are less likely to keep a clean sheet, maybe when they play each other, then it'll be a useful man to have around. So Edison Foster in net, and then the back five of uh, at the moment: Chilwell, Aspilicueta, Alexander Arnold, Cancelo, and Liveramento. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Yeah, yeah. Chalaba. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I just, I, I, there's something, something about Chalaba, and like he, yeah. he certainly offers attacking threat from set piece. Um, I'm, I'm, from what I've seen, I think he's probably more in favour than Saar. Uh, well, Saar yeah. did play very well against Brentford, um, but I think he's probably more in favour there. There's just questions over Thiago Silva's like conditioning as to whether or not he can go a large, large number of games. And like Thiago Silva's the guy who you probably want um, you know, available for your, your big games, maybe your yeah. Champions League games. And Chelsea, I think I'm right in saying Chelsea lost Juventus in the Champions League. So that they've only got one win out of two so far. So they, their group is but they're not exactly in the ultimate position in their group. They're not in a bad spot. Reese James is the other one that I considered. But um James was benched this week. Um and I Although there's not quite as much obvious direct competition at right back, I think it's quite obvious that Azpilicueta is trusted massively by Tuchel. So um, I think, and obviously he's you know, a captain, so I, I, it's going to be tough to flick flick the switch on the M1 there. Mm. But 4.8 for Chalaba versus 6.1 for Azpilicueta, that is a 1.3 million saving there um, that I don't foresee myself using straight away. But my strategy for going into the end of the season now 
or particularly until January, it's just going to be have some funds available. Um, and the selection I've gone for in midfield and attack allows me to have funds available. If someone is just in form, I can just bring them in. Like, don't even have to move around with double transfers or anything like that. Um, so I've got a bit in the bank as well. Um, yeah, I think when you say Chalabar and Chilwell, I, I just think straight away that you could easily see a team sheet that doesn't have either of them in it. That's the only thing mm. that kind of scares me about having both of them. They're both quite risky. I would yeah, argue that... you kind of want the one nailed and then going a bit risky. Because I, w- I would argue that James is more nailed than Chilwell. And James was only on the bench because he's only just come back from fitness. Um, That's possible, yeah. I-, I would have argued that Chilwell wasn't nailed as well, yeah. um, probably up until uh, after the Brentford game. Because like, apart from the fact that he scored again, and we're not, I don't think Tuchel's picking his fullbacks based on are they going to score um but Chilwell's just looked looked better each game going on um I know Alonso's obviously a very handy alternative to have um but Chilwell just what him why are you keeping clean sheets and the guy's scoring goals it's kind of mm-hmm. undroppable um so I, I don't know I can't really yeah. I, I'm okay yeah. with Chilwell the, the other thing with that is historically Chilwell's either started or not come on because yeah. as we saw this weekend, James is the one that tends to get brought on if they need an extra wing back. Um, so in terms of just him and then having Livermento as a backup, then I think that works yeah. really well. But like you said, Will, I think the issue may come with having both him and Chalaba. There's the potential for them both to to not play. But yeah. certainly at least Chilwell. And I like the idea of having Chilwell and then Livermento as, as an option. Yeah, I feel like if Rudiger was fit, you'd probably go for Rudiger instead of Aspilicueta because you know he's going to start and he's a little bit cheaper. I, I think that's uh, yeah, I think that's that's safe to say that would be the case. Yeah, yeah, I think it's it's difficult as well because you've, you've got Champions League games and everything between these games. Like if they were just playing Premier League the whole time, you could say Chilwell's going to start them all, but then how are they going to work yeah. it between the Champions League? I'd also note though that Chelsea's next two Champions League games are the easiest two games against Malmo. So I don't know mm. if that means they're going to play Alonso because he's not as good defensively, but you could take that common either way, can't you? With some of these team mm. selections we're seeing, could be anyone playing. I guess the the other advantage of just having Azpilicueta in there as a 6.1 asset is that it just basically enables you to switch to almost whoever you want, yeah. whenever you want. Um, whereas if you go for the 4.8 Chalaba, uh, in some setups it might, it might uh, cap your potential upgrade. Um, or you know sideways movement or whatever, but I'm I'm pretty happy with the balance of it so far. Yeah, it seems pretty strong in defence. You got any other comments about it, Charlie? Uh, I guess the only other thing that raised any eyebrows for me personally was the keeper. Um, I I gem I I think we all have a uh, reluctance to pick an expensive keeper, but I I mean of of the ones to pick, obviously Edison's a, a good one who would expect to get lots of clean sheets. I guess if it was me. And not that obviously it's going to reflect in what I've chosen in my team because that's my opinion. Um, I think I would prefer as a pair, if you were going to go as Pluqueta, I'd prefer Diaz and Mendy to Edison and mm. as Pluqueta. Reason being on uh, Mendy's number of saves. And that's not just influence. Obviously, he had a great weekend this last weekend, but actually he just does tend to make more saves than, than Edison does. Um, I was just looking whilst we were talking. And the number of saves he made this weekend, he's matched that on two other occasions as well, um, which was six saves. Uh, he matched, he, he did that on two other occasions. So I think 
with Edison, you're basically getting a, a six pointer or or two on on the rare occasions where they don't keep a clean sheet. Um, whereas I think with Mendy, there is that potential just to get that a little bit more and, and maybe bonus because Chelsea seem to be set up to be quite low scoring. There's the potential more for bonus on um, on Mendy. But again, you, I guess do you not think that there's a potential? <sighs> basically, I think having Kepa as a number two is a potential opportunity for rotation if you needed it. I feel like Kepa as a number two is better than Stefan as a number two for Man City. Like Ed- Edison's basically I mean Mendy's obviously first choice. No no escaping that. But if you've got you if you've got Juventus in the Champions League on the Wednesday or, and you're playing on the Sunday, I don't know if Mendy's going to play both games, of which you might fancy Mendy for the Champions League game. Um, I guess it depends who's who they're playing in the league, but I see I see your point. I take your point. Um, maybe that's an maybe that's an option to get the the second City defender in instead of say Chilwell, for example. But I, do, I quite like Chilwell as an option. It, it's mm. it's a very valid point. Um, yeah, can't really can't really argue with it. Yeah, I think when you said premium keeper, I was expecting you to say Mendy. Very similar to what Charlie said, because I was even looking at his saves. He even got a save point against Arsenal, and I can't imagine Arsenal had a lot of shots in that game. But um, but yeah, that's one to think about. I was thinking he was going to say Mendy, but either way, there's still a slight bit of risk because everyone would have said Diaz was nailed before, but it doesn't mean he's mm. nailed now, does it? Still, the thing is as well, like with Chelsea's Chelsea's fixtures, I can't imagine that Mendy's going to face too many shots yeah. against Norwich, Newcastle, Burnley, maybe against Leicester Man United. Um yeah, that's yeah, point. maybe you can make the same pace, same kind of case for Edison. Maybe he's not going to get too many shots against Brighton or Palace. Um yeah, I don't know. I think maybe it's six of one. Um I I, I just I've got this I've got this like unfortunate feeling in my gut that Man City are about to go on a Man City run. Um, yeah. where they just win 15 games like, and no one could do anything about it. you just got to suck it up. It's going to happen at some point during the season. Yeah. Um, and I guess it doesn't really matter which like defensive asset you have in there um, other than, you know, Cancelo might get, might get rotated around a little bit, but it's, it seems, un- seems unlikely. Um, I, I don't know. I just, like, I, I just think, I think I'm probably going to stick with Edison, but definitely some kind of, Consideration for Mendy should probably be advised before the before the deadline. Yeah, I think a key point is with, with any City and Chelsea defender, I don't think any of them would play every single game and like until you go to like a wild card or something again. Like even Cancelo is going to be dropped at some stage because it's literally mm-hmm. like especially when you get like to December, they're not going to play every single fixture. So I think that's why having that Livermento or whatever it is as your backup defender is always a good thing to have. But I think it. It's important to have that strong squad as well, even more so, like as we saw last season, like with COVID impacts. I know a lot of people thought um, took Son out of their wildcard this week because there was reports that he had COVID, and then that was apparently untrue because he got a false test or something. So there's a lot of indecision. So always having that backup player, especially when you've got such value in like Livermento, allows you to take like that risk on a chill well. So it'll be good to see. I'm excited to see your defence. It sounds good either way. <laughs> Should we move on to we'll mid- see what happens? Should we move on to midfield? I feel like we've questioned your defence quite a lot. I feel like midfield's probably going to get more questions. 
Midfield's probably going to get absolutely decimated. <laughs> um, I'm not going to lie. So uh, Salah stays, obviously. Yeah. Um, other than that, the only other player who uh, stays is Brownhill. Uh, he'll just be there yeah. to uh, rot on the bench, probably. Um, but ha- having said that, there is an argument to say that these utility players, Brownhill's already proven to be the most effective two-point tick-over utility player so far, and he's dropped in value. So, um, yeah. you know, having him there at 4.4 is fine with me. Um, Rafinha comes in um, just because Leeds, as, as, as tough as you know, it has been to get any kind of real feeling for Leeds this season. Rafinha's basically been involved in any goal goal threat that they've had this season. So his numbers are still very, very good. And for that reason, I can't, in my opinion, I can't risk Leeds clicking all of a sudden and not having him because um, he's got such yeah. high ownership as well. Um, and Buemo comes in for uh, for a Brentford midfielder. Um, again, I really like his numbers and Charlie made a valid point um, last week about how and I noticed it very much or very apparent in the Chelsea game. And if you're playing what is so far probably the best team in the league so far this season, um, and he's still managing to get runs in behind or just get in the right areas time after time for the flick-ons, um, then uh, you know if he could finish, he could have had a couple of goals um, against Chelsea. So Buemo comes in, Brentford's fixtures just like really turn me on for the next like seven or eight weeks as well. I think there's going to yeah. be chances um, for them to, you know, they've got a really decent run of fixtures now, and then they just don't really have any more decent runs until like game week 25, I think it is, or something like that. So I'm not saying he'll be in forever, but at 5.5, like what's what's the worst that can happen really is, uh, you know, the attitude there. And then we come to uh, a slightly spicy one <laughs> uh, in Andros Townsend comes in. <laughs> Um, Townsend comes in uh, over Damari Gray. Um, I I, I just think over the last few weeks, he made a very valid point when Gray made an excellent start to the season about there will be a retraction. Um, And I think Townsend's sort of graph or numbers input graph is just sort of a steady riser, whereas Gray's is sort of dancing around all over the place. Um, I, I like Townsend. I like Everton's fixtures. For starters for the next well while really and for the formations that i'm going to be picking whether i go 4-4-2 or 5-3-2 there's flexibility that i don't even necessarily need to play all of these midfielders in one go so townsend's the kind of player that i don't mind having in for like you know just just having in the squad for a bit of flexibility going down there and another argument at his price point of 5.6 is sort of like what is the worst that can happen i know there's the that midfield five apart from Salah and take Brownhill out and you got the other three all kind of very similar not like a, a bulk points returner I was I was sort of toying with and really keen with the idea of getting De Bruyne in because I just feel like De Bruyne might go on a tear now um but or you know Fernandez has been in and a really good option in terms of points ticking over I'm just going to back my back my instinct on these three um, Brentford's fixtures for me are the turning point on why Buemo has to come in. Rafinha's numbers are so good, quite high ownership anyway. Uh, and then I don't, there's not too many other options between the five and six million price point that really like make me think that there's a lot better than Townsend out there. Um, and he might not return. He might return. 
Um, but he's sort of the the pun. I can see Townsend scoring against Watford next week, so he's going to start. I'll put that one out there. Yeah. So, um, do you want to go first, Charlie? Or do you want? I feel like we could benefit if you tell us the forwards as well, because then we can see the kind of cost spread as well. Yeah. Because you've got no a, lot, a lot of value midfielders, haven't we? So I want to know yeah. what you've got up top. So I haven't exactly got massive. Well, I've got Lukaku. Um, he comes in basically almost un. If you're if you're wildcarding now and not bringing in Lukaku for like Norwich, whoever they're playing over the next like ten yeah, games, I think it, I think yeah. it's just a, I think it's just an error. Yeah. And then, really, I was I wanted to go. I really, I really wanted to go Vardy. Um, and then like fodder forward, but I'm like 0.2 million away from being able to do that. Um, and it's, it's, we've all been, we've all sat there, like when you, you're so close to getting what you want, you just click the last player and it's like red by 0.1 or red by 0.2. It's the most soul destroying, uh, soul destroying reason. So I've gone for Lukaku. I've got Tony because as I said before, Brentford's fixtures are so good. If Brentford are going to score. There's a very high chance that it's going to involve either Mbwemo or Tony in some facet. Mm-hmm. Tony obviously on pens, so um, another decent option there. And the third striker is Huang. He is in uh, for what? Well, so I didn't have Antonio in. I wanted to get Antonio or Vardy in that lineup, um, and I wasn't prepared to take Tony out with Brentford's fixture runs. Uh, so Huang comes in leaving some money in the bank for additions if needed. Um, and it's, this is probably going to line up as a 4-4-2 for next week um, with Tony and Lukaku up top, Salah, Townsend, and Buemo and Rafinha, and then the two Chelsea guys, could Cancelo and Trent. I think that's the plan. How much have you got in the bank out of interest? I have 2.1 in the bank. Okay. What, what do you think of that then, Charlie? Um, I don't. I don't mind it. I think that fr- I, I quite like the front line. Maybe not so much Wang anymore. Um, I'm just a bit put off. Um, with the potential rotation, I think he has. He's done well enough to to keep him for now. But the the kind of options they have does allow for coming in and out. But then again, the price he's at that's kind of what you probably expect. I, I do. I think Sam kind of already made the point himself that the midfield feels a bit, um, a bit light. But then you're kind of banking on the value and and the players at that price. Do you have any plans for that money in the bank at the moment? Is there any long term plan as to what that's going for, or just to pick up? There will be. Might... So basically, it's going to be game. Well, I've literally written down in my notes: injury management up until game week fifteen. Where if United have sacked Ollie, then CR seven will come in. <laughs> Um, Rashford could support Vardy uh, or CR7 slash Rashford coming in um, Rashford as opposed to CR7 could potentially support Vardy coming in as well um, but that would be an unbelievably expensive front line uh, it's it's tough I I don't have like a set transfer plan as of yet off the back of this because I only really put it together this afternoon um, so a long-term aim of maybe if United sort their life out, moving towards the United asset around game week 15. Other than that, I don't, the, the thing, I, the one thing I like about 
for rotation players in that have done well at the start of this season so far. Other than international break, there's no real reason for any of them and, and injury. There's no real reason for any of them to miss any Premier League games. Like none of them are involved in Europe. Um, and then you get an element of consistency if these teams are doing well. They're all big enough names for their clubs to retrospectively start. I hear what you're saying with Huang about rotation, but like his numbers have just have like built as opposed to going the other way in terms of like he started, I think his first appearance was like game week three or maybe game week four. Ray came off the bench. Then he came off the bench, I think, again against Brentford. And since then, he started like the last three games. Um, I know he scored two goals against Newcastle. Newcastle's defence not that great. Um, and I, I didn't actually watch the Villa Wolves game, so I'm not quite 100% sure on his involvement there. But Wolves as a team, I think, are growing. I don't see any reason why Huang would necessarily just be cut off. They've sort of built him into the team um, at this moment in time, anyway. Yeah, I think uh, my thoughts about it, I, I quite like the midfield. I, I think your first four, we'll take Townsend out of that, then the other four, I think that would be the perfect four that I'd be going for. I agree with what we said about Mbwemo before. Rafinha has got a good, like, 10-week run. Obviously, Salah's always going to be there. Um, it, it, I think it's just in midfield, the Townsend one. Um, I, I understand you thinking that he's going to... I like it in the next two or three weeks, but then when... Um, Richarlison and Calvert-Lewin in the back I don't particularly like it because I don't think he's going to start every game but because we, we don't have the news on when they're going to be back I quite like it for the next few weeks but then I'd be wanting to get rid and I was going to make the point until you said what you've got in the bank that because all your players are kind of a similar value like quite a low value midfield you're going to struggle to if you ever go, want to go up to a 7, 8, 9 million kind of player you're going to struggle there but you have got that bit in the bank it was just a thought and you said about Hoang but I'm not 100% about him always starting as well because obviously you've got Jimenez Adama Podence has come back and he looked pretty sharp in that Villa game um, I think Trincao actually got Covid which I think gave me Trincao has Covid yeah yeah so there was an argument that Hoang might not even start that game if Trincao didn't have Covid but and obviously had Jimenez to come in there as well. So I'm not sure Huang's as, as nailed as we think he is with all their attacking options. Um, yeah, I think yeah, the downside was Townsend, Huang, and then about having Tony and Mbwemo, if you thought that was putting too many eggs in one basket. I'd have got a good run, but I get what you're doing. Like, uh, you're covering both because you know one of them will get the returns, aren't you? That's why you're doing it. Basically, um, yeah. yeah. I, I don't necessarily mind the... In fact, I'm. I don't mind the double. The double Brentford. They've made such a good start to the season. Mm. Like, I I expect there will be a drop off at some point. Don't get me wrong, but um, yeah, I I don't have a problem with that. The next like seven or eight weeks for Brentford, essentially, are where they're going to pick up a lot of points before then they just go on like a bit of a grim run. Really, um, I'm fine with both of them. In I think they've both shown enough that there's there's not really too many strikers around that like six point four that Tony's at that sort of make you think, yeah, I really want that player. The 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 other alternative, I guess, to the Huang situation would be like a fodder striker and then, I don't know, someone like a Foden or, you know, something like that. But that definitely eliminates the financial flexibility going forward. Uh, if you're doing that, because then you're taking that like decent asset there, already gone triple Chelsea, so Mount wasn't an option. 
I don't like the Man United asset quite so much. I like Greenwood was a good shout this week, like you said, because you know there, he was coming off international duty when he hadn't gone, whereas a lot of the others had. Rashford sort of knocking around again, so I don't know if really he's going to get too many more starts in there. Pep Roulette's kind of a tough one to to play with, and then you're looking at like Zaha, Ben Rama, who's been in since the start of the season, but as you guys correctly pointed out at the start of the season, will probably retract to the norm at some point. Saka, Yuri Tielemans did kind of float around the idea of, um, but Leicester haven't exactly got a great run of fixtures. And I don't really know, other than looking, if there's too many other like options that offer same kind of returns that, that Townsend does over the coming weeks. And I might well be very wrong. Um, and, you know, if I am, I hold my hands up and say, you know, that was a bit of a blunder. But I'm pretty... I'm gonna I'm gonna take a stab with Townsend. I think yeah. I've, I've 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 got my heart set on it. Despite what you two are saying, I've got my heart set on it. So I think we're probably gonna I think we're yeah. probably gonna go for it. And like the other the other option was that Vardy, that Vardy in a striker instead of Tony and like a fodder striker to go with him. I'm literally like point two short of doing that. So the only the other thing you could do is like I don't know drop Townsend down to another fodder midfielder but then you you know you're really basically relying on liveramento to play every week in a five back that you're forced into every week which is kind of a bit intense i think um so yeah some yeah. decisions to on that something i was going to add and i was waiting to see the or hear the full team before determining this but i think the other thing that's always put me off going for a premium keeper is that feels like the most obvious way to get funds is and you don't want to end up making a transfer for the keeper but if i was looking when we were talking about keepers what the difference was between some of these players um ramsdale's currently 10 points behind edison and he's played three less games sanchez is within five points of edison um and that that's always been i think my reason for for not going for these premium keepers is is the difference between the 4.5s and the 6s has always been um quite quite small um although yeah. to be fair this year we haven't seen like the equivalent of like a martinez or a pickford a few years ago and, and these kind of or pope we haven't seen that like one breakout keeper necessarily but generally the variance has been quite small for the money that you're paying yeah so i i do wonder if that money if you downgraded edison or, or and maybe look into another way into man city's defense if you still wanted to double up uh, as well as the money you've got in the bank but then at the same time i do wonder because looking at my own team i was i was wondering well actually what options are there necessarily like you say you've got maybe foden you've got mount potentially but they're by no means guarantees and on the short term maybe not necessarily better options than the ones you've talked about um but yeah i think it is just but i think just that one value player too much for me personally but if, if obviously if you like it then then I'm, i think you should go for it but yeah, for, for me personally, I think it's just too many at that lower price range where ultimately, and they don't always get it right, but the the way they're priced is because they're players that are streaky and aren't necessarily consistent returners. Yeah. Um, which is why really I only like to have one or two, um, generally speaking. Um, so I think, yeah, that, that, that would be my only point would be coming back to the goalkeeper now saying, looking at that team would be saying, actually, maybe you can get extra funds from that plus the money in the bank to upgrade somewhere else. But like I said, I'm, I'm not necessarily sure where that would go now, other than like you say, Vardy or, or someone else up front. But yeah, interesting. Interesting to see how it pans out if, if you do go 
for that because technically you could be jumping on all these really good value assets that will start increasing in price if if they do go well. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I, I quite like it. I'm not going to lie, Sam. It's just that point, kind of what Charlie's touched on as well. Like if there's, I think it's that mainly that midfield spot because if you if there's a high value midfielder that comes in to the game that you want, you're not going to get with the salad. And kind of your structure, you need to have at least two, and you don't really want to be making a third move to like downgrade your keeper. So I do get what Charlie's yeah. saying there. It, like it's all just guesswork, isn't it? Because like a mount or someone, for example, could come into good form, and like we want them straight in the team. But of course, yeah, it's just guessing at this stage, isn't it? But you've got that flexibility with the two million in the bank anyway, so you probably feel comfortable having that as well. But yeah, it's going to be interesting. That, that was an unexpected chat with Sam's draft ready for us. I like that. Thank you for doing that, Sam. No worries. That the, other, the other option is to uh, bring in Mankilo to cover off Pete. Um, but... <laughs> option quickly, uh, quickly disregarded. I'm not sure. Um, that was, I think it was more <laughs> luck than judgment, that um, play there. Oh, I think yeah. I was looking for a four million and got that. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> So that's covered your transfer plans. Have you got any transfer plans yet, Charlie? I know the game week's not completely finished, but what you're anything you're eyeing up for next week? Well, hopefully nothing. I think um, if you're coming off the back of a wild card making transfers, yeah. you're probably not in a great position. Um, so subject to obviously European football and whatever happens tomorrow night as well, and any late press conference news. Um, hopefully, carrying over the transfer and then making a uh, as i said my, my team should be in theory set up for quite a while so i wouldn't necessarily have to make any key transfers so i can just kind of react to to what comes up and injuries or or any flavor of the month um so yeah nothing for this week hopefully um unless anything comes up during the week yeah no, i'm definitely on operation get my united players out of my team so it's um sure or greenwood on the chopping block for me most likely it's going to be sure i think because, well, whichever one I don't get rid of, they're going to get, get benched against Liverpool anyway, and I feel like we're more likely to scrap a goal with Greenwood on the break or a wonder goal than Shaw keeping a clean sheet at the minute. So my kind of booked-in transfer this week will be short to someone, but um, I'll definitely be making the transfer. I'm not going to roll on it because I feel like the team kind of needs it. But like I've said, I'm trying to... I feel like keep using a transfer. I might get to one point where I can save two, but at the minute I'm just fighting some fires and trying to keep the wild card in my pocket as long as possible. I think we made the point last time about if you should be wild card or not. I feel like I've got like three or four issues, but I feel like I need a few more to make me want to press the wild card button. So I'm just trying to fight some fires, which is probably not the best way to be doing it because I should really be attacking weeks. But at the minute I'm just putting out some fires in the size of Man United assets, but hopefully we get through it all right. I'm a lot happier this week than I was last week, so we'll see. I think that was a big thing for me. I think I had one of the weeks earlier on in the season as well, I didn't know where I did terrible. I'm like, I'm going to have to press the wild card. I'm surprised I didn't press it after last week, to be fair. So I'm holding on to it. I'm stubborn this time. But yeah, so I think we'll start with the captaincy question for next game week and then we'll just feed on some fixtures from that. So Sam, looking at next week, is there a standout captaincy option for you? I think the standout is for Lukaku. 
Norwich at home, probably back him to, uh, to get a couple of goals there. Having said that, it is still difficult to, no matter, I know it's Manchester United away, it's difficult to look past Salah in the form he's in at the minute. In that I'm just almost certain he's going to score. And if, you, like, if you're going into a game week thinking you're almost certain someone's going to score, like, why would you not captain that player? Like, it, it, I, you know, I, I think, you know, brain says Lukaku at home to Norwich is, you know, if, you, if you're ever going to captain Lukaku, you captain him when he's at home to the bottom of the league. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know, just a little bit, a little bit unsure on that one at the minute. Um, but I, th- I think it's probably going to be Lukaku. Like bringing him in on the wild card to not captain him against bottom of the league kind of seems. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Bit... Definitely. I think that's the big debate this week, isn't it? Between those two. It's. I think. I can, I can sit here now. I will be amazed if Salah doesn't score against Man United. Even if it's a penalty, I, I'll be amazed. Yeah, there'll have to be some massive shift in the performance of both teams for not that not to happen. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think it's it's that if Lukaku is against kind of a mid-table team, you're not as scared of that upside, are you? But the fact it's against Norwich, no. and well, I'm not overly convinced by Chelsea's attacking assets because they always they don't seem to score loads of goals. They seem to be happy when they get to like two 0 They won't particularly go out for more goals. That's a bit of an issue I have with Lukaku long term, but see, so can't really back against him against Norwich. But he hasn't scored in the last few either, so. There is some doubt in my head around that. What is your think of the minute, Charlie? Yeah, obviously, same conundrum, really, the two of those, Lukaku and Salah. Um, I think I think Lukaku has been quite unlucky, to be honest, not to get returns recently. And Werner's introduction has probably played a part in that. If A lot of the time, despite the fact that ultimately the plan is that Werner runs on and... and makes that running behind they do quite often end up in the same place and kind of getting in each other's way like uh, particularly when Chelsea have possession and are trying to break a team down rather than on a counter because obviously counter they're a bit more spread out but when they've got the ball they tend to make the same sort of run and and go into the same areas and like for example I don't think it happened this week but the week before um when one of um, Team of Werner's goals, he scored with Lu- when Lukaku was right behind him, and it would have fallen to Lukaku if Werner wasn't in the way. Um, so he has been unlucky, and and I will be interested just to see what the lineup looks like for Chelsea midweek if Werner's starting that, and maybe Lukaku's not. That might just give me that little extra push to to firm it up with Lukaku and in the possibility of Werner not playing. Because um, I think that would actually improve Lukaku's chances of scoring if Werner doesn't play at the weekend. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm sim- similarly to Sam. I, I I can't see Salah not getting a goal against this Man United team. Um, be interesting to see. I don't know what the the thing is with Varane at the moment. Whether he's, I don't know if you know if he's if he's back soon or, or midweek or, or at the weekend. He'll, he'll be there for the Liverpool game. Okay. I can tell you that now. <laughs> they always find a way to get him back for the Liverpool yeah. game. <laughs> um, who will obviously make a make a difference, but ultimately what we're seeing is is the lack of defensive midfielder actually being the issue, not necessarily the the defense as well. Obviously, they're both issues, but the, the lack of protection massively affects that as well. So, um, 
with Liverpool's passing and how 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 much quality there is there, I can't see Salah not getting at least one. So I think it, yeah, for me, I think it's probably just because the upside of of the potential against Norwich, it would be Lukaku captain Salah Vice. But I'll be interested just to see how things pan out during the during the midweek games, whether that influences anything. Um, but yeah, probably Lukaku captain for the moment. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what Ollie does because he's brought back a half-fit Maguire and that didn't work for him. So, well, I think I prefer a half-fit half Varane than I will a half-fit Maguire, but that's a different issue. He, like, he's brought Maguire back when he's clearly not fit. And I think they could, well, I don't normally say it, but I'd rather have Eric Bailly in the team rather than Maguire on his form at the weekend, but it's a different matter. But yeah, I think it's going to be between those two. Surely, the, it's got to be... I can't think of really outside of those two. If there's, I could make a case for like a body or someone. Is there anyone else outside those two you'd even just throw a differential captain on there? Some. I mean, there's not much like I'm looking at the know. fixtures and they're quite even, aren't they? Like all these really, If you wanted to be a bit spicy and and throw something, throw something out there, you could maybe go Zaha against Newcastle if you've got mm. him for whatever reason. Like Newcastle evidently can't defend, uh, so that's maybe an interesting one. Um, yeah, other think... than that, like maybe Antonio like against Spurs again. Yeah, I was just thinking that. Like Spurs can't defend either, yeah, so that's another London derby, doesn't he as well? Yeah, yeah that's empty yeah. like to play Spurs. Yeah, so maybe Antonio is not a bad option. Um, but yeah, for basically just talking myself into it just then, like. If you're not if you're not going to captain Lukaku against Norwich, when are you ever going to captain him at home? Yep. Having said that, that a wise man once said, "Never back the early kickoff." So uh, I don't know well, if um, Salah this weekend no, that didn't work. Yes. No, Salah's Salah's on another planet. Lukaku's uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I will be captaining Lukaku. I will tell you that now. You're not tempted by Townsend. <laughs> Uh, we'll see. You may laugh, boys. You may laugh. We will see. Who is I don't. I don't doubt, especially week. in the next two games. Yeah, the, the next potential two three. Yeah, long term yeah. now, but yeah, as long as Calvert Lewin and Richardson are out and he's got penalties as well, then I quite like it. But when they them two are back, he shouldn't be around any team for that long. But Benitez has kind of got this four-two-three-one thing going, really. Like. Slash four or five or whatever you want to call it. Like, he's, or, I, I think he likes the width. I, I don't. I think if you try and jam Richarlison and Calvert Lewin, I mean Rondon's basically dropping out when Calvert Lewin's back, right? But yeah. it might not be that Townsend or Gray get dropped. They might just keep going. I don't know. I don't think it's necessarily a dead cert that they they don't start. I think just because early in the season, don't think there wasn't many times when Calvert Lewin and Richarlison were fit that both of them played, but. Mm. But that's, I think Town, there's only one game this season that Townsend hasn't started. It's game week two. He started every other game this season. Yeah. Oh. Just one to look out for. I'm sure he'll yeah. do good over the next two or three. Keep your eye out. Keep your eye out. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll both be crying when he scores. <laughs> Keep your eye out. Anyway, so. yeah. Ten pass three. Jeff goes goal at Goodison. Yeah. Panic sets in. <laughs> <laughs> it, it wouldn't surprise me to be fair. 
But, yeah, yeah, but we're just trying to critique it. We're not slating you for that pick. It's not too bad no. for the next few. That's and this is the glory of fantasy Premier League, right? Everyone yeah. can everyone can look at a team and think, I wouldn't do that. But you know, that's why everyone's got different teams. And I love the fact that people have different teams. You know, we all play FIFA. We all our favorite time of the year is the start of the year when everyone's got different teams, and then yeah. eventually everyone sort of funnels into this conventional. And with Fancy Premier League, it's like the other way around almost. It's yeah. a, everyone's got this template team and then you eventually funnel off into other areas based on, on, on what you think is going to happen. So, um, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I think now that, now that everyone's out, well, a lot of people are wildcarded and especially like that midfield that we've been talking about, there's so many options that you can go for for cheap. So it's nice uh, to see a lot of difference in the teams. Like you kind of said earlier about the league, that now you've got a decent gap in the league because it's a bit of difference between the teams. Might have convinced me to rethink Wang though. I'll give you that. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see how it comes out. There might be a few yeah. changes, but ninety percent of it's yeah. there, isn't it? You got a good yeah. solid yeah, yeah, base yeah. to it. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Was there any other fixtures in there you wanted to talk about, Charlie? Anything that stood out for you in those fixtures? Fancy in an Arsenal few goals that in against Villa and tomorrow night, of course. <laughs> well, actually, yeah. So we've we've lost our last three games against Villa. Um, in a row so that's uh, yeah bodes well but um, quite pleased that it gets going early though I do like a Friday night fixture so I'm looking forward to that one obviously and uh, I'm going to have two Arsenal players going into it as well so it'll be um, a big Friday night for me that's a bit different you're playing on a Monday and a Friday that's what you get when you're not in Europe you're not used to that are you (laughs) yeah there's not particularly I quite like that Everton fixture to be fair for that Townsend punt but there's, there's quite a few even games I'd even argue that Man City game away at Brighton is quite difficult so the City assets aren't as good as they could be yeah outside of that there's not a huge standout in those fixtures apart from the ones we've touched on is there anything either of us well any of us want to touch on before we end for the day I think we've covered it quite well especially it helped with Sam's wildcard there as well yeah we good no, I think, uh, I think we're all good. Yeah, that sounds good. So thank you both again. I appreciate that. And it was good going through a bit like that. And luckily, I was going to say, there's no international break coming there, is there? But the next podcast will be around in a week's time. We are quite early this week, so it's probably going to be a bit over a week um, for the next one. Well, we'll be looking at game week 10. It feels like we're getting through the season quite quickly now after that international break. But... That should be good, and we will see you all on the next one. Have a good rest of your evening.